3: The Hawks find another all-star.
1: Adding myself, just, you know, adding somebody that, you know, want to grow with them and build with them and have fun with them and win here. Uh, You know, I think the main goal should always be winning.
3: Welcome to the Hawks Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black holding the fort down while we give our new beat reporter, Lauren Williams, a chance to settle in, and and hopefully he'll get to settle in. But the whirlwind uh, continues here with the Hawks landing uh, all-star DeJounte Murray who was introduced on Friday.
2: Yeah, it's it hasn't slowed down since I started. (laughs) I feel like I've been going full steam ahead over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I've only been on the job the last two weeks and it feels like, as you said, a whirlwind.
3: Also back with us is AJC columnist Michael Cunningham. And Michael, you wrote that you would be just fine for a trade for Murray for the right price. Is Gallo and three first round picks a fair deal?
0: Uh, Basketball wise, it obviously is. I mean, uh... Gallo, who is, you know, a good player, a valuable player, but in return for him, you're getting an all-star who fits exactly what you need. He can play D, he can make plays, he can score. Uh, The three picks, uh, it's kind of risky that two of them are unprotected and pushed out far. Those can turn into very valuable picks for the Spurs, which is why they, you know, obviously that's what they wanted. They wanted them pushed out as far as they could go. Um, And I think when you look at those picks that were given up and you look at, for example, the trade that Travis Slink made uh, on draft night, Trey Young for Luca Doncic, he only got, you know, one first rounder for that. So I think really it tells you that he's hasn't got as much value as he possibly could for these for these picks. But uh, basketball wise definitely makes the Hawks better.
3: Here's some of the sound from Friday's press conference. First GM Landry Fields. And the objective was to get better. And the way in which we were gonna do that was are there any all stars out there that are available? Anybody that can help us defensively, anybody that can be a secondary ball handler, they can add leadership, can add a level of toughness and character and a a great value system or organization. And with all those, for us, we found him in DeJounte Murray right here. And we could not be more pleased and excited to to add him to our Hawks family. He's going to do great
1: things for us.
3: And here's what DeJounte says he brings to the table.
1: Leadership, you know, a great person off the floor. Uh, And in the basketball side, you know, I'm going to continue to get better and you know, just bring, you know, a lot of toughness, you know, on both ends of the floor for the team.
3: And Murray says this is where he wanted to be.
1: If it wasn't Atlanta, uh, I'll still be in San Antonio. You know, uh, Atlanta's a place that I wanted to be. I'm excited to be here. You know, like I said, just watching the team grow and grow and, you know, the, the excitement and the fun they have with one another and just the direction they're going. So, you know, I'm excited to be in Atlanta.
3: Lord, not many guys walking around averaging 29 boards, eight assists, and two steals a game.
2: Exactly, and I'm pretty sure ESPN stats mentioned that Murray and um, Trey Young would be the first backcourt that averaged that stat line ever in the history of the NBA, So, um, within the same season, I mean. So I think that the Hawks are getting a very versatile guy, and I think – the fact that they are going to be able to hopefully start building a defensive identity around what he can teach these guys and what he can kind of give these guys to help kind of spear that forward. I think that's really important to to highlight with with what he brings to the table. And obviously on the offensive side of the ball, we talk about how much he'll be a great option uh, for the team to look to when offense or defenses try to shut Trey down or vice versa Trey can go off when defenses try to shut Murray down so I think all around this is a really good decision to make for the Hawks basketball wise
3: Michael is the only knock on him offensively is three-point shooting
2: uh that's that's pretty
0: much it I mean um and I mean let's let's not downplay that that's, it's league, but he's not he's not a poor three-point shooter like you can't just leave him open it's just when you're looking at his game that's you know he's a good player that's one of his weaknesses but i think uh some things that they've been touching on that um <clears throat> excuse me landry phil was touching on was about the leadership and also that uh, murray was talking about i think that's a big part of this too for for two reasons one he's coming from uh, san antonio which is a you know a defensive minded culture organization and i think uh he can bring that attitude to the hawks and the other thing is you know trey needs somebody in that backcourt who is also a good player he's an all-star he has kind of the credibility to tell trey hey here's what we need to be doing you know here's what we need to be doing offense we need to pick it up on defense he has kind of that credibility to kind of to talk to trey that way right i mean trey mm-hmm. hasn't really played with anybody like that except for vince Carr, but you know obviously vince was on the downside of his career so i think from a leadership standpoint i think murray helps him as well uh, especially with teaming up with trey who as we've seen is very happy to have him as a teammate
2: Obviously, you want to have somebody who can shoot the ball, but I think the Hawks have done a pretty good job of going out and getting some pieces that they can place around him who can still shoot the ball, and obviously they still have bogey. Um, So I think that, you know, his shooting can come along, especially if they hire an assistant coach who can kind of help uh, shape that and and maybe even help him get better in that department.
3: Here's what Murray said about the situation with Trey.
1: We've actually been talking for about two, two, three weeks, so... He he pushed the needle and he wanted it, you know, as much as I wanted it. So, you no, know, it's it's, it's gonna be special. It's fun, and I think building that chemistry off the floor is most important. That'll lead to on the floor.
3: Two all stars in the backcourt is pretty good, Lauren. How does this backcourt now rank in the league?
2: You know, I think they're pretty up there. I think they're going to be a really, really uh, dangerous duo that defenses are really going to have to put their scouting department on to prep for them. I mean, whether you have a guy like Trey who's shooting the ball from deep or you have a guy like DeJounte who can really go out and get um, points on the board and really get to the rim, I think, you know, they're going to be able to split defenses apart a lot. And I think that it's it's an important step forward for this team.
3: Michael, your headline on your most recent column on AJC.com slash sports is it's on Trey Young to make the DeJounte-Murray pairing work. What will have to happen for these two to make it work?
0: Going to have to share the ball. Going to have to trust each other to run the offense and make the right plays. And, uh, you know, Trey has done that kind of off and on in his career. I think it's kind of wavered. And, you know, as I wrote in that column, it's kind of hard to blame him. I mean, if I was as good as him with the ball, (laughs) I'd want it all the time too. I mean, so, but now he's got a guy who's, you no, know, not as good, but it's, you know, on that all-star level as a, as a playmaker and as a scorer, you know, he should defer to him sometimes. I mean, we saw how the Heat played Trey in the playoffs, They like face guarding, denying the ball, like we're not even gonna let you initiate the offense. Well, now it's gonna be hard to do that to the Hawks because here's Murray. And so Trey should welcome that because it's going to make things easier for him.
2: Exactly. I think the fact that you got, as you mentioned, Jay, you got guys who are averaging eight plus assists per game. That's that's a really big deal for for guys to be able to trust DeJounte as well as Trey in order to to generate that offense. And as we know, Murray's really good at, uh, you know, getting things going in transition. So that's something that the Hawks, you know, really needed, especially when, you know, Miami kind of shut them down really early on. If they can get things going from the other end of the floor, DeJounte is going to bring that for them.
3: Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the other end of the floor now. And Murray says he's not afraid to be the team stopper.
1: You know, I don't run away from anything. Uh, and, and that's just a pride thing. You know, uh, if you want to be the best, you know, you want to be great. You got to compete with the best and go at it with the best. So, you know, like you said, it was me and Trey, you know, me happened to guard him when we play Atlanta and now we're in the same team. Uh, you know, but other than that, uh, that's just something I take pride in you know I want to take the best guy you know I want to make that statement and you know like I said defense wins championships and you know I want to be a guy to leave in that that way right away.
3: Michael are the Hawks all fixed now on that end?
0: <laughs> not hardly um, we talked about this on the on the last episode I mean defense is a, it's a culture thing it's a team thing uh, he's not going to fix it on his own but I do think as I said before that he'll bring that defensive attitude from San Antonio to the Hawks. It's, you know, I mean, the Hawks, if you're a Hawks fan, you gotta be happy to hear him talking about that. I mean, how, how much have we really heard that from the Hawks? We've, we've heard them kind of say it, but it's always been kind of like, you know, perfunctory, like, yeah, defense. But you know, Then they go out and play and they didn't play like they really believed it, but now they got a guy who talks it and believes it and uh, he should help them a lot.
2: You know, obviously they also added in Aaron Holiday and, you know, they made a trade earlier this afternoon for, uh, Justin Holiday and Mo Harkless, and uh, I, I think that they're trying to do their best to at least bring in pieces who embody defense in the Holiday brothers. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily all fixed, but I think they're taking the right steps forward of building the culture that Nate McMillan envisions with that this team should have when it comes to defense.
0: I gotta say, uh, congratulations to the Holiday family, man. They got, they got somebody <laughs> <Right? laughs> like like I hear about a transaction and I got to look up and see which one it is, right? Cuz there's so many holiday I mean, What about the man. other one? <laughs> yeah, man. Right? Like, man, way to go holidays. Which uh, which deal do
3: you like better for the for the Hawks Michael, the the three first round picks for Murray or what would have what they would have had to give up to get Rudy Gobert?
0: Yeah, man. Um uh, obviously that's I mean you see why Minnesota did that, man. What a what a front court now with him and Cat. Gobert and Cat. I mean, I can't think of another better one. I mean, come on. Cat can score. He can pass. Um, he's better as a defender. Gobert, obviously, we talked about before, is you know, case for the best defender in the league. And now you're teaming these two up, two lob threats as well. Um, that's gonna be great. But yeah, I mean, the Hawks could have done a deal like that in theory. You know, put a bunch of uh, salaries together to send out and send out the picks but obviously those picks aren't going to be as as valuable as the one that you're going to get that uh San Antonio and getting from Minnesota so I see why they did that deal but uh man yeah good deal for them
3: all right we'll dig into this week's other big trade next on the Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution
1: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
3: If you were not aware, we have a humongous summertime sale right now to join the Atlanta Journal-Constitution as a subscriber. And subscriptions to the AJC, of course, is what powers our journalism. It helps us do our work. And right now we have our best deal of the year. For a limited time, you can get unlimited digital access to the AJC for the next six months for just 99 cents. So you get all of our Hawks coverage. All of our sports coverage, breaking news, politics, investigations, food and dining, everything on AJC.com, the e-paper, our newsletters, which includes the new Bradley's Buzz from Mark Bradley for less than a buck for pretty much the rest of the year. So, to get the best journalism in Georgia, go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That is subscribe.ajc.com podcast, so you always know what's really going on. All right, now let's dig into the Kevin Herter trade, which... Seemed like it was a little bit of a surprise. He's going to the Kings for Justin Holiday, Mo Harless, and a future first round pick Lauren. Why did the Hawks make this move?
2: You know, I think that they felt confident in the shooting that they had on this team right now with the new draft picks and with uh, Trey, and obviously, hopefully, bringing it along with DeJounte Murray and all of the all of the pieces that they have involved. I think it's just kind of a further commitment, in my opinion, that. John Collins is a very big part of what they're trying to do with this team, and if not, he's continuing to be an asset that they can use in the future. And I think with the guy that the guys that they brought in, they'll have enough of that defense that they were lacking, but also some depth that they need. Should um, they need that veteran presence and leadership in the locker room?
3: Michael, did they do the right thing here trading Kevin?
0: Um this was a kind of a weird, I thought this was kind of a weird trade. I wouldn't be surprised to see if maybe there might be another one after this only for the fact that, uh, as, as Laura, I mean, your bench now, who's your kind of your, your creator, your ball handler. You know what I mean? On the bench. Uh, I think they are kind of lacking shooting as a team now. And, uh, I think probably I'm looking at this trade. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any inside information. If I'm just looking at this trade, I'm thinking, you're trying to get off of Herter's salary. He's got three more years at about $16.5 million. I think that's part of it. Uh Holiday and Harkless are both expiring after next year. And plus, you're getting a draft pick back after, you know, you sent three in, away in the um, in the Murray deal and also swapping a pick in that deal. So maybe you're trying to get a pick back and get off some of Herder's salary so you have some more flexibility going forward. Uh, it does help you defensively. You know, you know I've, I've already written that I think those were the kind of moves they had to make that would help them defensively. But it just seems like the value player wise in there with her with maybe that's because i'm a little bit higher on her than a lot of people seem to be i think he had a, a lot of potential to be to be to be so i think he's already a solid player and had a potential to be better
3: that second line had three proven shooters in herder and bogey and gallo and, and now they're down to just bogey who's hurt
2: mm-hmm. are you
3: worried that's that's a problem or does that open up more room for for the young guys like griffin and jalen johnson
2: I mean, I think that opens up more room for those younger guys in Johnson, Griffin and Tyrese Martin. I mean, we can't forget about, you know, what he can offer this team being a two way player. So uh, I I think that maybe it's a a commitment as part of that development plan to try and get them into the rotation. And I mean, Nate McMillan mentioned that Griffin and Martin would have to compete with Bogey and Herder. So now that's one less person that these two guys have to compete with.
0: Michael, are you surprised John Collins is still here? <laughs> yeah, a little bit as much as his name has been in rumors, right? But that's been for going on two, three years now. Uh, <laughs> as I said in the last uh, episode, I, I like John as a player. I mean, I think people kind of undervalue his him as being a uh, a stretch four, who can shoot, who can play from some center, who got better defensively. Uh, he's not, you know, the, the playmaker, put the ball on the floor kind of guy that you want. But he does everything else. I mean, roll into the basket. he's a he's a rebounder, uh, which is which is a big thing. So I mean, if the Hawks end up having to keep him, I don't think that's such a bad thing.
3: Bottom line after these two trades are the Hawks better?
0: Yes, the players we got Gallo going out and we got Murray coming in. that's that's a win. Uh, defense was their big problem. as Lauren was saying, uh, with these the more minor deals, they really went defense, and they also went defense with the Murray deal. So, Defensively this team should be better. Uh the starting lineup is better. Uh so and the Hawks are still pretty have pretty good depth. So I say yes, overall they're better.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna jump in and say I do think they got better this uh upcoming season. And that's not to mention they have at least three roster spots that they still need to figure out. So there's still some more depth that this team can add. Um and I think the fact that they've gotten better defensively is gonna be the tipping point for what this team could do later on in the season. I mean, that's what held them back.
3: Only uh, free agents to be signed so far is uh, Justin's brother, Aaron Holiday, one-year deal, veterans minimum. Uh, How's he going to fit in, Lauren, replacing DeLon Wright?
2: Yeah, I think think he is going to be the guy that kind of fills the shoes that DeLon kind of carved out for him. I don't think he necessarily has the same amount of offensive skills that DeLon had, but there's potential there. I mean – in in college, he did show that he can create his own shot. He did show that he could push the tempo, push the pace, and I, I think for that second unit, I, I I don't see how that how you could go wrong with that. So if he's keeping the same rhythm that Trey and Dejounte kind of push in in the first or the opening minutes of the game, I think then that's already a good start, a good push forward.
3: All right, now the most important question, uh, Michael, when's Kevin Durant gonna be a hawk? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I saw the reports that they inquired on him, which I'm sure the entire league inquired on him. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't blame the Hawks and the other teams who just decide we're going to move on, right? You can't can't wait for him, and then you end up not getting, and you miss out on so many other deals and free agents. So, it, sadly, Kevin Durant is not going to be a Hawk. Yeah. Well, Mark Bradley heard- wrote it should happen, so you know it should happen.
2: <laughs> I mean, I heard they made the call, but it's just a wait and see. So. That's all I got.
3: Was the ask nine first-round picks if it takes five to get Rudy (laughs) Gobert to go?
2: Right. Plus Trae Young, plus (laughs) plus everybody else on this roster.
3: (laughs) Got any kind of read on who may be the favorites there for Durant?
2: Honestly, it seems like the Phoenix Suns, just because that's kind of where he's indicated he wants to go.
0: That's right. It's a player's league, right? When you're a superstar (laughs) like him, they got the power. I mean he's, he's going to have a big voice on where he goes. I mean, what are you going to do with you net? nets? you got to try to make something work. So if he, whatever he wants, basically, wherever he wants to go, that's where we end up. But the Suns would would definitely be a good landing spot.
3: Mm-hmm. Both of you guys have said the Hawks have uh, – both of you said the Hawks certainly have improved after these two picks, so we'll count that as a win during this early part of the, the free agency period. Who else has won so far?
2: Uh. You know, I really kind of like the Minnesota. We touched on this a little bit. The Minnesota trade to get Rudy Gobert. I think Cat and Rudy are going to be a formidable front court. I don't. I just. I can't fathom how anybody's going to be able to to defend that. Uh, I mean, Cat stretch big. Rudy is just kind of a a big guy in the paint that can give you those putbacks and second chance opportunities. So it's going to be tough. Um, You know, I also kind of like what Philly did. I I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to be with them bringing the Rockets back together. But now you have a guy like Embiid who, you know, could be that tipping point that Houston was missing when they were going on their championship run. So I I, I think we'll see what will happen. And I kind of like what Milwaukee did. They were kind of a quiet team. But Joe Ingles is kind of a sleeper and he might be a really good uh, backup for, you know, Chris Middleton and Giannis and, you know, he could potentially even fill in for Brooke Lopez. So yeah, I think, I think those are some good teams that, you know, they m- may have been a slightly quiet, but still, still took a, took a step forward.
0: I like the Celtics getting Brogdon. I think that's a really good, that's a really good move for them. Um, they, yeah. obviously they were already a contender, um, uh, defensively they were on another level a great defensive team they just didn't have the scoring on there here comes a guy who's a what 19 point score he's a playmaker mm-hmm. um, and I really like the fit because Tatum is talented he is I think he just gets a little out of control sometimes mm-hmm. he gets a little bit too much hero ball he wants to take tough mm-hmm. shots Brogdon's kind of the opposite he's kind of a steady player consistent player I think at times in the playoffs when Tatum gets like that that's when you can go to Brogdon and he can kind of calm everything down and make sure you get good shots so very good pickup for the Celtics
2: yeah I also actually I'm thinking back too I like what Portland did um they're another team that was lacking defense last season I mean Dame is going to be the guy that can go out and get you you know 30 a night if you need him to but they were missing some key defensive pieces and they added in Jeremy Grant they added in um why am I blanking on his name right now? They added in Gary Payton the second. So I think it's going to be interesting um, next year, what happens, you know, in the postseason and in the regular season, obviously.
3: All right. So what's next? What are you looking for coming up?
2: Well, we've got summer league next week. So I think that's the next step forward to see kind of what these rookies, uh, and I don't mean just on the Hawks, but league-wide and some of those second-year players are, are going to do. Obviously, Summer League is a big chance for, you know, players who either went undrafted or weren't signed or anything like that to try and, and fight their way into training camp and hopefully onto a team. Obviously, I'd like to see how the Hawks fill out those final roster spots and, you know, whether they bring back a couple of guys or, you know, they go out and continue to get a couple more players at the veteran minimum.
3: All right, so that's where we will uh, leave it, and uh, we'll see if the if the news slows down just a bit. So Lauren, we'll get out to Vegas for Summer League, but if it picks back up, we'll be back with you for any other major moves that the Hawks make uh, coming up this offseason. But if you have not done so, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. That is really what helps us grow this show, and uh, we will see you on the next Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.